0: Welcome to Be the Light with Coach Zakia Robinson. Let's tune in and listen to the introduction of what this show is about and Zakia's journey to salvation. This is a show you don't want to miss.
1: And this is Sarah Grady Ackerman, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today for just a really special conversation. I have here with me Life Coach Zakia Robinson. And if you have gone through trauma, abuse in your life, or you just need some inner healing, today's segment is for you because Zakia is going to share a lot about her life and her journey to to get her to the point now today where she is a life coach. She is impacting women and men in our area across the nation, helping them to get inner healing. And so Zakia, thank you so much for being on the program today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, let's let's uh, learn a little bit about you. You are a life coach. Tell us just kind of about your life right now. Well, I was born and raised in Dayton, Ohio.
0: Um, I'm all the way here in Tallahassee now. (laughs) That's a story in itself. But um, I have five kids. I'm married. I am a pastor as well. And, you know, just thinking about life in general and just thinking about where I started from and where I'm at now, it's an amazing journey that God has taken me on.
1: Yeah, it has been quite a journey, and to get to where you are now with your wonderful husband and beautiful kids, um, let's let's go all the way back. Talk about your childhood. Well, like I mentioned before, I was um, born
0: in Dayton, Ohio, and raised by two parents. Um, I came from a separate, um, a, not yeah, but a blended families as well as a separate family um, home, where I was mostly with my mom and my dad. He lived off to um, you know, his own place. But unfortunately, my dad he had some things that he was dealing with, like alcohol, and you know, my mom had to support us the best that she could by taking on several jobs. And life just wasn't that that good as as a as a child, you know. And then later on, my mom got remarried, and then I had to face those challenges.
1: So your, how did it impact you? With it, it sounds like your father wasn't really around too much.
0: No, he wasn't. Um, at that time, he was an alcoholic, so he you know it was one of them things where it's kind of hard to be able to be involved father or a parent at that not just a father when you have other substance that is taken over you you know you're not able to be the person that you are called to be you know you're not able to lead your family the way that god had called you to lead them and so it leaves especially for a young lady like myself it's it's a thing that i needed was for my father to be there Mm -hmm. um I wasn't able to get the nurturing and the love that I needed from my father. So I missed out on a lot of things that little girls or even young boys, young men Mm -hmm. um, need from their father.
1: And so then you said your mom remarried Mm -hmm. and then you had a stepfather. How was that relationship?
0: you know, Sarah, I'm gonna be real honest, the The relationship in the beginning was amazing. Um, he would be at my track meets, he would be there, you know, from like, start to finish. I mean, he was really a, a good person. And then things kind of um, changed for the worst. Um, you know, some molestation happened within that relationship of me and my stepfather, and it damaged the relationship, not just of my me and my stepfather, but it also damaged the relationship of me and my mother.
1: Hmm. So sounds like from early off really your relationship with men was uh very troubled.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um I would definitely say when your foundation with your father isn't there, it's like trouble is like following after it um, from bad relationship, bad relationship to bad relationship, which you will later learn about. But it's like I never had that foundation as a father. And especially I didn't know God Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be my father at that point. I knew that he existed, but I I didn't have that relationship with him like I do now to know that he could have taken care of all those needs that I needed Mm -hmm. inside of a man.
1: Okay, so I I know your story and it's obvious i'm sure to you now looking back that 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 brokenness from your childhood and and the relationships that you had with your father and your stepfather kind of carried over into your relationships with
0: men absolutely so i would definitely say in the relationships that i've had i had to deal with some um narcissistic abuse um i really didn't realize what that was until later on coming to Christ and coming to God and being saved. And when I look back on it, I was like, wow, this entire time I was being abused, not just being abused, but it had a label behind it. Um, and what ended up happening is I also ended up going through some molestation with that. I ended up going through some, um, I end up going through rape with that from mm. um, another relationship that I end up encountering later on. And then I just really all around had, general issues with just men it's just like it was like man after man it was like something was always missing or i was being abused or or it's just i was taken advantage of it's just something that seems like it was just following me it's like like as if it was like something haunting me mm-hmm. like after relationship after relationship it's like okay can i get out of this cycle <laughs> can i get out of this spending cycle that i can't get off of
1: and i and i do want to talk about that how you did um get out of that cycle um but you mentioned the narcissistic behavior mm-hmm. how did you re- how did you how did you identify that and how did you overcome that because i know a lot of people uh knowingly and unknowingly deal with that yeah one of the things
0: that i realized is that the person that i was i was no longer that person I began to change mentally, physically, emotionally, and I realized that I no longer had a mind of myself. Um, I was afraid to do simple things like go get food out, the, out of the pantry to eat because I was afraid that the person was going to say something about me eating too late <gasps> or being afraid to go buy a certain outfit and realizing that there may say something about me having on this dress like, oh, it doesn't look right. Um, you know, but then you would find them commenting or giving an encouraging word or compliment to the next woman that's wearing maybe something similar or um, always complaining about you know, your are my makeup or how I have my hair. Um, it'd be little simple things. Or if I didn't do something exactly how this person wanted me to do it, it's like they will make sure I paid for it with silent treatment. And I'm not talking about the type of silent treatment that's like for a day. I mean, it's like two weeks at a time, silent treatment mm-hmm. to where they won't talk to you. They won't say nothing. They won't help you. It's as if you're there, but you're not there. It's like you don't exist. And then after you... You know after they're not upset anymore they come in as if nothing's ever happened they're a completely different person as if y'all been talking these whole every single day this week but unfortunately you're thinking in your mind like what's going on Mm -hmm. so it it always put me in a position of when I was coming home I never knew who I was coming home to and the sad thing about this is not I didn't only deal with this in one relationship but I dealt with this with two relationships Mm -hmm. and so I was asking myself like how did this happen? And when I began to really think about it, I realized that because it started out with the foundation of my me and my father, I never knew what a good relationship looked like. I never knew what a woman or how a woman should be treated. And so it just trickled onto the rest of my life. Mm.
1: There are women in particular that are probably listening to this right now and saying, Oh my goodness, that's my life. Um, and I, I imagine that uh, emotionally, you just had to feel so distraught and, mm. and so low at that point in your life. How did you How did you recover from those relationships?
0: So it's crazy that you literally said low. When you were talking, I was literally thinking, I felt so low Mm. because I lost who I was as a woman. I lost who I was as a mother. I just literally completely lost who I was, period. I ended up turning over before I turned my life over to God. I used to take sleeping pills to help me sleep at night because it's like the thoughts will always be there. And then during the daytime, I I would medicate myself with a bottle of wine or some alcohol it was like mm-hmm. i was always trying to get away from the pain i was trying to get away from the thoughts so i would supplement these things and then one night i literally was on my knees and just like life have to be more than this mm. something has to be more than this like i was raised in a church what is wrong with you get up like i was literally thinking that like what is wrong with you i just remember feeling to the lowest of of myself and i was just like okay i'm gonna go to church tomorrow
1: mm-hmm. it's really
0: what i thought i'm going to go to church i don't care if i'm just sitting there looking like a zombie i'm going to church and that's exactly what i did i'm not gonna lie going to church that next day meant nothing to me. And when I say meant nothing to me, I just felt like as if it was just a daily routine, just like I go to work, mm-hmm. I'm going to work, I'm going to church, you know, it, it didn't make me feel any different. I left feeling the same. I didn't feel filled with, with the Holy Spirit. I literally felt the same. And it's just like, okay, when, is, um, when am I going to get over these emotions? And then slowly but surely I continued to go and continue things begin to change. I met an amazing pastor who began to do some, um, some inner healing with me he began to counsel me. And slowly, I began to feel different. Slowly, I began to stop the sleeping pills. Slowly, I began to stop drinking. And one day I looked up and I haven't had a drink. And it's like, wow, I haven't had a drink. Wow, I don't have the urge to take a sleeping pill anymore. These things don't happen overnight. These are things that takes time. And I think a lot of times we, we want it to just happen so quick, like, okay, it's not working, God, it's been like two weeks. But it took time to get to the point where you're at, which means it's gonna take time to heal, even more time to heal, mm. because you have two forces. You have the the enemy and his forces, and then you have God and his, you know, his angels that's just fighting for us. So through praying, through fasting, through counsel, through inner healing, through deliverance, going through all of these steps will get you to better you and being able to get to the calling that God have called you into.
1: That has to be so encouraging for uh people listening right now because I think almost everyone to a certain degree has had that season in their life where they're just going through the motions mm. and just waiting <laughs> kind of waiting <laughs> on God. We know God's right. like waiting on us, but um I love that you just stuck with it and mm-hmm. just said I'm just I'm going to keep going through these motions until something changes. Correct. And and that's what happened. And all of those experiences um, and there's so much more to your story. But at some point you you had a book that came out of you. Absolutely. Tell me about that.
0: Oh, yeah. So it started out as a blog <laughs> and I realized that um, my blogs was kind of getting long. <laughs> and, I said, <laughs> and I was like, this is supposed to be a blog, not a book. What are you doing? And so it just hit me. This is supposed to be a book, like write a book kid you not i got this book done in maybe two weeks okay two weeks tops wow. i was writing for hours i was just writing chapter after chapter and it's like i had so much more i could have this book could be a series actually and maybe that's a thought <laughs> who knows <laughs> but um i ended up writing this book and um sat on it for like two years i got it done in, in two weeks and sat on it for two years and my husband um who, I, who i'm married to now and he he was telling me he was like, get this book out. Like, why are you still sitting on it? So I was like, I don't know if I want to want to put this book out there, but I decided to go ahead and take a leap of faith. And I stepped out there and I said, I'm gonna go ahead and put this book out. I got it published, got it, um, you know, all the necessary things to do to, to get the book out. And now it's out, it's out on Amazon. And it talks about my entire journey from what I've been through as a child to what steps I had to take to where I'm at now. And um, I'm probably almost due for another book um, just because of how amazing God has moved in my life and especially blessing me with um, my husband now, like he's a man of God. He doesn't try to manipulate me or control me. He helps build me, he prays for me, he fasts for me. And there's been plenty of nights where I was treating him wrong, didn't realize he was fasting for me just because of when you go through trauma, when you go through things in your life, you put a wall up Mm -hmm. and so that no one else can hurt you. And I put a wall up so thick (laughs) that I did not realize that I was keeping my own husband out, the man of God that God had finally sent me. And um, things could have turned wrong for us, but because of his praying and because of um, who he was as a man of God, it saved our marriage.
1: Mm. So That's powerful. What is the name of your book?
0: It's called um, "My Journey to Salvation," and you can find it on Amazon.
1: "My Journey to Salvation" by Zakir Robinson. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't stop with the book. I didn't. You you have really you really want to help people um, through life coaching. How did that come about?
0: Um, it came about because I real I felt like there was a void somewhere in my heart, I knew that there was something that was God was telling me to do that I haven't done. And I was trying to figure it out. Um, and one day, someone prophetically spoke to me, and I pondered on and I thought about it. And I said, Okay, later on that day, <laughs> it's like all the plans started rolling for it. And um, it had not stopped rolling. And so I began to um, pick up life coaching. I end up getting certified as a life coach. I put my website out there and now I'm in the process of being able to um, accept clients.
1: Awesome. Well, let's give them a little taste test of uh, what it'd be like. Um, I'd love to hear about the steps and you you have touched on several of them, but just Mm kind of going through it. What what were the steps to your healing?
0: So the steps to my healing, um, first and foremost, I had to go through counseling. Um, counseling was number one. Um, rather, honestly for me, spiritual counseling was the best because mm-hmm. it, it, it he taught me to replace what I was feeling with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna get that anywhere else. Um, and then I took some deliverances. I ended up getting some deliverance. Um, a lot of praying had I had to build a circle around me that was going to pray for me when I could not pray for myself. Um, I had to be real with myself. I had to be real with other people about how I was feeling. um, And I had to just really be able to call out for help when help was was needed. Sometimes we try to carry the load when the load isn't meant to carry for ourselves. We even have to remember, people brought the sick. To Jesus Mm -hmm. to be healed. So sometimes we have to allow ourselves to be carried by others to get the healing. And that was a huge step that I took. And then another thing was I learned to fast. Um, my husband taught me to fast and I ain't gonna lie the first day of fasting I felt like I was gonna die <laughs> <laughs> I was like one day of fasting are you crazy I can't do that but um, slowly but surely I began to fast and I began to see even more of God's breakthrough and if you want to know more about fasting you could find that on my newsletter that will be going out weekly um, I will have a weekly newsletter so you would have to go onto my website at be the light.live and you can sign up for the newsletter so that you can um, be able to Receive those newsletters,
1: Zakia. What would you say to uh, people listening right now that that really what something that you said resonated with them and they realize that there that this that there is more to life that they know that they, there's some healing that needs to take place and they want to be free and and really living out the the plan that God has for them. Um, what would you say to encourage them to, to reach out to you and, and the possibilities that can come from that?
0: I would definitely say, um, first, you have to realize that there's a problem. First, you have to realize that something is taking place in your life that God didn't intend for you to go through. Um, and I think that's first is to be able to come into reality with it. And then when you do that, you have to take steps of um counsel. Mm. You know, that that's going to have to come first, because a lot of times when we try to counsel ourselves, it's never good counsel. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can always seem to give someone good counsel, but then for ourselves, it's like, man, what would I tell somebody else in this moment, but then you don't want to take your own advice. Um, and then being able to be vulnerable. Mm. When you have came from a place of brokenness, regardless if that was a relationship, regardless of whatever you went through, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable again. And take some walls
1: down and through that you gain strength yeah right? absolutely so if someone wants to get in touch with you I know you said your website but let's do it again what what are the ways that people can uh, get in contact with you
0: all right so there are three ways you can go to my website It's called be the light live or live whatever one you want to use um, it's both spelled the same and then you can also go to my Instagram which is be the light zekia. here And then also the phone number as well is 850-629-8979. And all of this information will actually be on my podcast in the description.
1: All right. Any last things that you want to share with the listeners today?
0: Yeah, I just want to just definitely say that... um, You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And that was literally my scripture for myself always, because a lot of times we feel like we can't move forward or we feel stuck or we can't do something, which is a lie from the enemy. We just have to realize that through God's strength, we're going to be able to push through anything. Uh, We may not see it now,
1: but at the end of that tunnel, there's life awesome well thank you life coach Zakia robinson for being on today's segment here on wave 94 i'm sarah grady ackerman and we'll talk with you next time all right have a good one